17. <laughs> Number 17. We got the last one wrong, but we're back on track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Nicole, what's what's happening on in your life? Um, I feel like we've got quite a bit to speak about. Um, we touched on a shitload last week <laughs> in yes. a good way. A lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did have an update for you okay. um, on the honey bit, especially. So... Okay. Last time we spoke, I was like, I think two days in to using raw, unfiltered honey from my local area mm -hmm. um, in order to help combat my allergies that I was having. I was having really bad allergies from the cottonwood trees here that I am not used to. Um, and I will tell you, it's now been like two and a half weeks, I think. And my allergies are better. Like I... I don't have the same pain that I was having, like in my sinuses, like the post-nasal drip I was having, like, so it, it worked. Nice. <laughs> um, I couldn't find, I was talking to a friend of mine and I couldn't find a study to pull up. And I just wanted to like clarify something that like, sometimes these things can feel super anecdotal, but like, if you are someone that suffers with allergies, and you're kind of at your wits end, you don't want to take Claritin. A lot of those different drugs um, actually are linked to like depression and other like issues. So mm -hmm. I try to stay away from those. Um, try raw unfiltered honey from your local area. Has mm -hmm. to be local, has to be raw and unfiltered. And there's something about that that will like help to like process the different allergens in your area mm -hmm. from like the bee pollen or the bees doing I don't know I couldn't I couldn't find the study like from what like years ago I had tried this but it's working so I'm on board with honey nice <laughs> for um, allergies only <laughs> so just to remind people you yeah so you found basically what happened is you were having these tree allergies and then you you saw somebody on Instagram that was speaking about honey uh, or was this just no so in the past I had done this um oh, in the oh, past, okay, okay. I had bad allergies at one point um and it mm. was I think because of a certain wind or Santa Ana winds mm -hmm. um, that come through Southern California and sometimes they're bad and sometimes they're not in one year it was really bad um and there was a lot of stuff from fire and and stuff too mm -hmm. and um God, I was at like some holistic market back in <laughs> God, like 2009 or something. Those are the days. <laughs> yeah, those are the days when everyone was like, ooh, everyone walking into that store is a hippie, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and everyone has like their like Crocs on or their their sand, like their special sandals, you know? <laughs> um, and I remember like someone was telling me about this and it was something I read, something, but this was back in 2009. So this was, a, and I've never had really bad allergies since. So um, moving here with the trees that we don't have in California, that was like the big change. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's literally something from like 10 years, 10 plus years ago <laughs> that I like just remembered that I can do. Nice. I, yeah. I used to, I used to have honey quite, quite a bit. Um, if I remember like back in when I was living in Cape Town, cause I think I definitely had a reaction to the local like um, shrub shrubbery bush type thing in mm. in, in South Africa and in, in the Western Cape especially. It's called Feinbos. So I don't know if you I've don't know if you've ever uh, drank like Rooibos tea. It's a very famous. You probably call it Rooiboy yes. Rooiboys tea. Yes, or something. we don't say it the way you do. Yeah, so <laughs> it's yeah. Rooibos is translated red red bush tea, and 
I used to have the local rooibos honey and kind of if I think about it, I actually, I think I actually used to sleep pretty well. Like if I think about it, I just struggle now. I just struggle to really, yeah. I think I was like you, I just struggle to eat honey now. Like it's just so sweet for me. I, I really struggle. But so you putting it in your coffee, right? Is that how you're yes. having it? Okay. I do the bulletproof coffee. Um, and by the way, I do drink raw milk still, nice. <laughs> which pregnant people are probably like, ah! but you know, I was kind of like weighing some things and I'm like, well, I want the nutrients from the raw milk. So mm. I'm going to keep mm. drinking it. But I put like the butter in Kerrygold, still eat Kerrygold. Um, and then I put the honey so in. <laughs> yeah, I put the honey in. <laughs> um, and then I put uh, like some coffee and it's literally like this. This is like how much coffee I drink. It's actually really funny. So it's oh like not gosh. even like coffee. It's like <laughs> a concoction that has some coffee in it. Yeah. Um, and then I just put the raw cream in and then I just like use my little frother thing. And nice. it's like, it's like the best. Cause I couldn't have it for a little bit. Cause I was so nauseous in the morning, yeah. but now I'm like kind of chilling more, it's like, a little it's better. Like, yeah. It's like a micro, you like microdosing coffee. Basically it sounds like it. I'm basically on psychedelics yeah. with my coffee, with coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's my psychedelic, but I also wanted to tell you, so like people like try the honey thing if you're desperate and you have really bad allergies, but also Josh, you and I are like connected in a weird way, not a weird way <laughs> I should say, but we're connected in a way that we love working out and mm. we love the outdoors mm. and we love the sun. Like if you get all three of those together, mm -hmm. it's like the best day ever. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw you doing pull-ups like in the sun <laughs> on like this random trail in Amsterdam, I think. Yeah. But what was, how did you feel during and after? Well, yeah, firstly it's, it's, it, it was kind of strange cause I finished CrossFit in the morning and to update like people it's it's been super super humid and hot here in europe like heat wave type vibe coming through here um which is i mean i love it some of the europeans don't it's just a little bit too hot i think for a lot of people but i finished crossfit and i was just riding my bicycle back home and it was one of those moments where i was riding and i looked to my left and there was just this like open park with this pull-up bar and the sun was shining directly on the park and i was like oh my word this is a sign like this yeah. is a sign from the universe so i just i turned my bike around in like some movie type fashion and i, I drove and i went i went straight into the park i took my shirt off and um basically i, I mean i wasn't doing pull-ups what i was doing and i posted this on my instagram oh dead man hang dead, dead hang. hangs yes okay dead so, man hangs dead man hangs whatever you want to call it, it but basically um, especially after CrossFit where you're doing lots of pull-ups, a lot of movements with your lats and your shoulders, you essentially just hanging from a bar. So that's all you do. You just hang from a bar and you basically get two types of positions. You get an active position and a passive position. So active is like where you, you flexing your shoulder blades and your shoulders so that you're in like a straight position. And then a passive is just like literally just letting your whole body just hang. And mm -hmm. I, th I think that's, I believe that's one of the most underrated like stretches you can do on a daily basis, especially if you're sitting down behind a desk, hunched over all day. There's actually studies done that it shows that it completely 
restructures your shoulder joints. So if you have shoulder issues or any type of like postural issues, which I would say it just like diet, like 90% of the people have hanging from a bar solves a lot of that. And it's, it has a very um, therapeutic effect on releasing your lower back and your spine. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was going to tell you, I had to do these for my back because I have two discs that rub together. So I, I had to do these um, since I was like 15 years old and it's cool. It's it just because if you're hanging, right, like gravity is kind of pulling your body yeah. and stretching it like an accordion. Yeah. Right. Because all day the accordion's like this. Exactly. And if you're doing weight, it's like an accordion, right? Yeah. So if you're doing weightlifting, like you're doing CrossFit, mm. right, you're kind of like crunching the mm. accordion, right? You're putting extra weight on your body mm. and, you know, you're sitting in chairs working all that. Mm. So it's like the accordion's being like. Oh, like, 100%. you know, taking that it's the, you know, the things that Joe Rogan has the back uh, board where they flip over. Yes. Yes. It's yes. kind of like, well, you're hanging by your hands and the other one, mm-hmm. it's like holding your feet. So it's like, it's just, it's just a way to stretch out the body. That's not yeah. inversion board. You don't have to buy like a $2,000 inversion board. <laughs> if you get, if you get really adventurous, you can do. So like at CrossFit, I hook my legs in like the, the, the bars have like three, three sort of poles running parallel to each other at the top. And I sort of mm-hmm. hook my legs in like a bit of a monkey and I hang upside down, which I wouldn't recommend if you're not like, I was like, you see. seem too gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, but it, but yeah. it's, it's awesome. I mean, if you have like yeah. low back pain and stuff, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And I mean, not to get too like paleoethic on people right now, but if you think about it, like if we were like ascended from monkeys, like what do monkeys do all the time? They're hanging from branches. They're hanging. They, their arms are like up, they loose, you know, they, they're not, they're not stagnant. And I think too many people are just living a very stagnant life and it's, it's not natural. Like kids, if you look at a kid, like a kid, a kid's, um, basic urges, okay, maybe it's had too much sugar, which is probably the case, but a kid's basic urges is to get up and just do shit, like walk around, explore, go in a squat position, you know, go and hang from shit. Like that's what a kid wants to do. I feel like as adults, we can learn from that. I feel like if we do more shit like that, we are more likely to be like not in the sedentary like disease state that we that we that we have today it's like so we can learn so much from kids in that sense and i guess movement is just so foundational to being a kid and growing up and we just lose it so quickly you know i think what you're saying is kind of like back to basics right like a lot of what we do you know like trying to use less technology trying to just be in the moment trying to hang like a monkey because that's what you know where we come from it's like everything is just back to basics, right? Back to the foundation mm. that like gives us life and helps us to move mm. and like be the best, you know, that we can. And it's kind of crazy, but like, it, it's not like the outdoor. So going back to like the outdoor workout, right? Like, did you feel though, like pretty awesome, like being in the sun and kind of just like feeling it on your body? Like, did that, I mean, afterwards, like, were you like, just kind of like over the moon about it? would you say? Uh, I would say, I think I would answer that like, when I saw it's going back to that, going back to this whole sort of philosophy that I'm trying to live out now, which is like, 
listening to the wisdom of my body and like when I was riding my bicycle and I saw that sun, like my urge was to stop whatever I was doing and just go sit in the sun. So yes, like to answer your question, I feel great because I'm trying to honor the urges that my body has. So when you sit in the sun, when you want to go do something, I think you need to go do it. Like if you're, if you're sitting inside on the computer and you look out in the window and you have this sudden urge to be like, shit, I should be out there in the sun. Try get up and just go do it. Like just go sit in the sun because that's your body probably telling you that you need the sun. And and I, I feel like I've had enough sun over the past two days that my body's like pretty happy now. I feel like if mm-hmm. today today's actually a pretty shitty day, to be honest. But if today was a sunny day, I don't think I would actually be outside right now. I think I would actually know, okay, cool. I I feel like my body's had enough sun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's that, you're just going to listen to your body. And that goes with everything, like cold showers, hot therapy, saunas, exercise, everything. Like, people people have assumed that technology is going to do everything for you. And then you forget, like you said, you forget that you have this ability in you to know it's like sometimes you shouldn't go do a sauna like even though it's good for yeah. you yeah. sometimes it's going to be a stress on your body or like a cold shower when you are i don't know when you're not feeling great or you freaked out or something don't go and force yourself to go do something that's a bit crazy you know like yeah just listen to what's going on and i think that helps a lot so that's a long way of answering your question but yes i felt great i really did I, I actually, I did that workout in the morning when I was hanging, doing the dead hangs, the stretch. And in the afternoon, I literally just sat on the bench outside my apartment, like with my shirt off, listening to music for like two hours in the sun, just baking. That's so literally oh, like you, so you have no idea. So like, I just <laughs> so want to let people know, like the sun is so powerful. And like, I'm mm. constantly just on social media being like, <laughs> get in the sun, get in the sun, oh, the sun, you know, like, and the thing is, is that, like, I say that, and I've had people tell me that, like, they do that, and they feel so much better, because they did that, and they try to incorporate it more, like, it's kind of like this, this little super, it's like a super vitamin, it it is, like, it's a superfood, but when I, like, for my routine, like, now, I, I walk the dogs, Mm -hmm. I get up, I walk the dogs, I fight any urges to be nauseous, I make whatever like carb thing I'm trying to make. I make my bulletproof coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I literally go and enjoy my coffee outside because the sun comes in from um, the east and it literally just hits like our outdoor like um, patio area, you know? Ooh, and I'm just like, hello. <laughs> and um, then I have my coffee and I kind of relax. And then I actually just do my outdoor workout and I face away from the sun and I wear shorts and like a sports bra because my backside, it's really hard when you're pregnant to lay on your stomach to tan your backside. Yes, so I'm yes. working on it. Um, so I face that way, but it's just like, I have these incredible workouts that are in the sun mm-hmm. and it's like, it's, it's one thing to work out in the morning, right? Because that I couldn't do that for a while. I feel like it's so rewarding and it feels really good when you add the outdoor um, and no shoes factor right? Mm -hmm. Like you're in the grass, your feet are like digging in, you're touching, you're grounding. And then when you add the sun, it's like, it's like a drug. Like it's literally like, it's like all these endorphins and all this serotonin is like being released, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just having like a blast at like (laughs) 
nine 30 in the morning, yeah. <laughs> you know, like by myself with the dogs. Um, so for me, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I want to, I want to get back onto, I want to hear about your update with the carbs and then, Oh God. But before we get there, basically just to give people context, the morning sun, the reason why the morning sun is the most optimal time to be out in the sun. Like according to science and like Andrew Huberman from the Huberman, I heard him speaking about it, but it makes sense. So the morning sunlight, mm -hmm. if you can get morning sunlight every day on your skin and in your eyes, that resets your circadian rhythm. It lowers your cortisol. It has the least UV rays. So even though, even though we're not, wearing sunscreen and stuff, you know, obviously you don't want to stay out in the sun to the point where you're baking yourself to crisp every day. That's probably not going to be beneficial, but the morning sunlight has the least amount of UV rays. So it's going to be more beneficial to expose your whole body to that ray of light in the morning, especially. Yeah. So the afternoon sun is good as well, but I would say if you can get the morning sunlight, that's yeah. just so optimal. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and you feel like, I, I feel the difference on the days yeah. that I don't like, there's no sun. Like today was kind of crappy and there's no sun. And I was just kind of like, ah, like this yeah. isn't, I wanted to have my coffee outside, you know, it's like, am I moving to Florida? I don't know. But um, no, I'm just kidding. But I will say the thing too, is like, people always give me crap about sunscreen. Mm. Like even my OB was like, oh, you're pretty tan. Like, do you wear sunscreen? And I'm like, totally like for sure you know that, but the thing is, is that, well the thing is like I'm not in like I'm in controlled settings of the sun like I do have a mineral like non-toxic sunscreen so the mm. only time that I will ever wear this mineral face sunscreen that's super non-toxic all natural whatever um is when I know that I'm gonna have my face exposed for extended period of time in the sun without having a hat or shade mm -hmm. which again like is not really often like because usually i'm on a hike i'm wearing i'm wearing a hat or like something to cover my face like do you know what i mean so it's yeah. like it's very rare that i guess it would be like going to coachella and not wearing a hat because i don't want to mess up my hair or something mm -hmm. and i'm in the sun 24 7 but it's just like if you're having those little 30 minute like interactions doing a workout outside or whatever, like you don't need to like lather up, you know, like mm -hmm. sun's not going to get you, but wait, one thing I wanted to, before we transition, one thing I wanted to mention to you, I don't know if you're the same and I don't know if this has to do with weight loss as well, but you were talking about the humidity in Europe. And I mm -hmm. wanted to bring something to your attention that once I was like a year into carnivore, um, I used to not be able to handle heat or handle the sun well like mm. either one I, I would get very agitated very irritated um and I would just I was like a vampire I wanted to just avoid it and so something yeah something clicked <laughs> yeah like something clicked though where I realized um like going on different trips to different places like I actually really like didn't mind humidity anymore I didn't mm. feel like it was like irritating me and I just wanted to know if you had a similar experience or if that maybe was losing 25 pounds and not feeling too hot all the time or something mm -hmm. do you know what I mean that's interesting um yeah I, I can't say that I've ever felt that way about the sun but I do I do know that that I feel 
your body temperature rise, like, you know, meat sweats is like a real thing. Like your body temperature rises rapidly when you eat like a lot of meat. Uh, I will, I certainly find if I've had a big meal in the evening. Well, it's get, never happened to me. I feel I like it's so like I have the meat sweats, like literally my body just starts <laughs> to, yeah. Like my, my oh, it's a real thing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a guy like hormonal thing, like yeah. all, all that red meat going into you. That's actually probably something to, we'll, we'll look into that. I'll look into yeah. that and get back to you. But, but that's interesting. I mean, I, I think I've just always just loved the sun way too much to, to not want to go in it, I guess. Like, what about burning and not burning then? Because that is a big argument that people say once you cut out the vegetable oils and it's yeah. not sticking to your cells, I've noticed that I don't burn as easy mm. either. Do you notice? I, my color, to be honest with you, my color doesn't change when I go carn carnival. I stay, even I had coffee with a friend, uh, yes, not yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we went uh, to some cool farm place in Amsterdam. Looked so awesome, by yeah. the way. Like, just so you guys know, there's like goats and pigs like and chickens. Wild pigs. Oh my and gosh. We, we just had, I said to her, I literally, I've been in the sun for three days straight, like a good amount of time, like at least four hours a day. And... My, my skin maybe looks like a little bit browner, but usually like fat Josh, fat Josh would burn to a crisp after an hour in this, in this, in the heat. Yeah. And, and I've, and I've noticed previously when I've had like a, a really bad cheat day, um, this was like back in South Africa, I'd have like a, I don't know, croissant and some other shit with seed oils in, I would burn that day. That's the only time yeah. I'd ever burn. So it just, N equals one, obviously, um, this is not science, but there's no doubt about it. When I eat like shit, I burn easier. And if I don't, I don't burn. And I don't get like pimples or yeah. acne or whatever. So it's it's very interesting. It, it really is interesting to see how much food affects pretty much everything. Because people, people think it's the sun, but it's not. It's probably your shitty diet. Yeah, that's it's what you're putting. It, oh. it sticks to your cells. Like the food, the especially the um, vegetable oils, mm. like they're so inflammatory and they actually stick mm. to your your cells, like your skin cells too. Hey. So I think that's like why it's like refactoring the light and then it's actually mm. like getting you to burn. So I do think there is a correlation between burning and, and seed oils, like for sure, because mm. I've experienced mm. it, but also like my tolerance for the sun and my tolerance for... <laughs> you know, heat has just, we'll, we'll look into that. Yes. <laughs> we'll look we'll, into that. We'll update but, you with that. Yeah. So, but sorry, I want to talk about what, that. What's your, yeah. yeah. So the, the carb experiments, how's it going? Because <sighs> I saw you post, was it yesterday or today that you, you, you had a yesterday. bit of a, you had a young little throw up, a little, what we call a TC, a, a tactical chanda. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've never heard that, which is hilarious. It's a, it's a drinking um, a drinking term. It's it's when you oh, okay. when you when you force yourself to throw up at a party so that you can carry on drinking. It's called a TC. Okay, I've definitely anyway, had story that before. Of in the past. But <laughs> tell me about me of like my college days. Tell me about your your unintended TC. Maybe okay. we can dive into it. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing: is like. I've kind of just consistently had the morning sickness and mm. I'm sure you saw the other story where I had a guy basically reaching out to me, telling me not to stuff my face with carbs and literally just like kept sending me all this stuff being like, well, these two carnivore doctors, you know, say that you should just fast for 24 to 48 hours to reset your hormones. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. There's no hormones to reset. 
And also I'm not doing an extended fast while I'm pregnant. And also, if you know me, Josh, I would never even do an extended fast if I wasn't Mm. pregnant because I don't like fasting. Mm. Like I'm just, I'm not about it. And so that's kind of like what had started this whole like discussion about it because I feel like I needed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So like for me, it's either like I'm having like a really small piece of like gluten-free toast or like a gluten-free bagel or something, right? And usually I'll put like locks on it and cream cheese and capers and it just, that's what tastes really good. I'll put a bunch of like lemon pepper, for example, on mm-hmm. it. And that works for me. And sometimes it's to the point where I literally can just eat like some of these, like really, I try to get like super organic crackers that are like, you know what I mean? Like no shitty ingredients, no vegetable oils. It's really hard to find those. There's like one brand. Um, and I'll eat some of those when it's like really bad. Um, but up until recently, I haven't been able to do the bulletproof coffee. Mm. So I haven't had any coffee in the mornings. Um, and then finally I was able to do that. And so what happened was two days ago, um, on, it was like my first day that I was like, you know what, I'm going to just try to eat sausage, like breakfast sausage in my coffee. And I'm going to see if that works. Like I want to, I want to at least try. Mm. And if I throw up, I throw up, like whatever I, I can handle it. And so I did it that day and it worked. Like I didn't have to eat carbs in the morning and I was so proud of myself. And I was like, (laughs) oh, like I'm back to normal, baby. Like, let's go. And so I tried it again yesterday and I did the same exact thing, you know, like, and these are also followed by workouts outside in the sun, which like gives me so much joy. And um, I, here's the other thing. Like I have, this will be another topic, but Taylor has COVID So I've been on like a very strict regimen of vitamins in order to combat that. So after I ate my sausage and I had my bulletproof coffee, I did my workout and then I came in and I took about 15 supplements. Okay. Well, one of them, one of them (laughs) is liver, like the beef organs and that's like six pills, you know? So it's like kind of a lot, but, um, anyway, so then right after I did that, I like look at Taylor and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't feel good. I think I just drank too much water. Like I just, I'm, oh my, like, cause it was like two hours had passed since I ate the sausage and the bulletproof coffee. So I was so like, I wonder, I mean, so do you think it is the protein or do you think it's the supplements? No, no, it was the supplements for okay. sure. I literally okay. went upstairs. I threw up seven times in a row, seven times in a row. And it was like, I saw all the supplements come out. I saw everything basically I'd eaten (laughs) for like the past 24 hours. Um, And I was just like, but after I threw up, I kind of chilled in bed for a little bit and then I was fine. So Mm. when that happens, I know it's the supplement because it got out of my body. Mm. Um, So in my eyes, I just took the supplements too early. Like I took the vitamins too early. Mm. Sometimes they can have like an effect on you. And I actually was talking to other pregnant women And they said, Hey, the only time I threw up during my entire pregnancy was because I took vitamins without having enough in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. So now I'm like waiting to take mine today. um, Updates on the, have you tried that magnesium, the new magnesium yet? Yeah. So I really like it. Um, so just to give people context, uh, if you haven't listened before, so we spoke last week about, or the last episode rather, which is two weeks ago, because this will will be released this week. We spoke about 
you taking some weird magnesium supplements that was probably like magnesium citrate or something or correct i was taking a magnesium yeah. citrate supplement yeah and then i suggested that maybe nicole should look into taking the glycerin. wait wait. by the way the reason we brought this up was i had told josh i was sleeping really bad mm. like mm. since i had started taking this supplement we kind of mm. figured we connected the dots so yeah. then you you said take the magnesium chelate glycinate <laughs> oh, <laughs> i think if i'm mistaken that's the same thing is the chelated uh, magnesium but basically yes, okay. what the glycinate is is it's an amino acid so it doesn't require your stomach acid to be absorbed so that's when people have heartburn and things like that because when you have yeah. magnesium your stomach acid is trying to absorb it and it just can't because you don't so I, wait, I want to get I want to get onto this magnesium, but just to let people know is that stomach acid is fundamental to your healing journey as a carnivore or anybody, and people don't realize it's not a case like when when you have heartburn, it's not that you're having too much stomach acid; it's actually because you have too little. So your hormones in your body doesn't have enough stomach acid to break down whatever you're eating, whatever you're feeding it. So that's why it's so important to have the correct amounts of stomach acid and then something like this magnesium glycinate can actually help that because it can help digest food and initiate stomach acid without interfering too much with uh your with basically all the chemicals that stomach acid has which is i mean a lot but anyway so so have you started taking it and it, what are your thoughts i mean i'd be interested to hear uh, maybe yeah, too early, so it but yeah. No, no, it's fine. I, I threw away the magnesium citrate. So if you have a magnesium supplement and it says magnesium citrate, that's a bunch of citric acid and it's actually going to upset your stomach and it also will affect how you sleep. And that's what was I mean, it could. It, it, it might not happen yeah, to everyone, yeah. but like, yeah, it, it could. It could. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And that was kind of the case with me. And I was taking magnesium because with pregnancy, your digestion really slows down and takes a toll. And magnesium can really help with that and help with the sleep that I was missing even though I didn't realize it was from that <laughs> magnesium supplement. So anyways, I, I will link which one I use. Um, and I take one or two a day, like the recommended dose is like two um, mm. per day. So I take one in the morning and I take one in the, one in the evening. Um, my sleep has like come back to what it was. Thank nice. God. <laughs> okay. Number one, thank God. Number two, um, I don't know if this is because I've reintroduced having the bulletproof coffee, but my bowel movements are more normal. Okay. Like I'm, mm. I'm upping, it almost feels like I've like upped fiber or something. Mm. Could be the magnesium um, so that helps. as well. It could be that. It, it could be yeah, that, but I also introduced yeah. organic inulin. So organic inulin mm. is a, basically it's like, comes from coconuts and it's basically a fiber. So I put like a, you literally put a teaspoon, teaspoon like in your bulletproof coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like I would never do this if my digestion wasn't slowed down, but like, holy shit, when you're pregnant, like something's got to give, you know, like mm -hmm. something has, and you're eating carbs and you're not really eating as much plants, like something has to happen. So that's probably helped as well um, with my digestion, but I just feel like you have no idea how much better I feel with sleep. Cause I was nice. not, that was like the biggest thing. I was not getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I'm 
I'm pooping normal and I'm <laughs> sleeping normal. So I feel like a better person. <laughs> what more could you what more could you want as a human? Honestly, oh. if you can get that right, I mean you you're golden. Absolutely. Uh so and I mean magnesium is interesting. I mean, it's obviously hailed as this like amazing magical thing, which I mean I've I've got my doubts about a lot of the things people say, but it definitely it it definitely has an extremely calming effect on me. I felt, I feel a lot calmer. Um, I'm under a lot of pressure at work and things like that, but I feel, even though there's that pressure, I just feel like something is different and I can only pin it on the magnesium at the moment. I really can. And it helps with protein synthesis and absorption of fat. Mm -hmm. So because we're eating so much fat and protein, and your body probably takes a long time to heal. I mean, but because you're eating that much fat and protein, it makes sense to just supplement with something that can maybe help that fat and protein be absorbed, you know, optimally. And we speak about the sun always, like the, the, the magnesium, vitamin D requires magnesium for, for synthesis. So if you don't have enough magnesium, you can be getting all the sunlight you want, but it might not be synthesizing uh, because it relates to calcium as well. So, so everything links up obviously, but oh, magnesium yeah. and calcium, um, interplay with each other. So yeah, it, it can cause well, I was gonna tell of... you when I had my vitamin, my vitamin levels done, the funny thing was that my calcium was super high, high yeah, and my magnesium was below, just yeah. below the threshold. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, I need to up my, that was part of the reason why I introduced magnesium as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, I need this. But the funny thing that you say that is that you feel better or just more calm is because there are studies out there where they've put people on like amounts of magnesium, I think 400 to 500 milligrams a day. Mm -hmm. And, and these are depressed people and it had cured their depression. Uh, I think through like a two month trial or something, I'll see if I can link that, uh, in the wow. show notes. But um, it, it does have an effect. Like mm -hmm. I literally, like for people that I know that kind of struggle with depression in my life, I'm so tempted to like send a box of magnesium like to their house and be like, hey, I don't think that this might not be all the answers, right? But like this may be one thing that helps because the calming and just kind of like, I don't know, it's something to do with like the, like what you say, they're all connected, right? Like the sun, mm -hmm. magnesium, calcium, like they're all connected. And if one's off, then chances are like the other ones aren't behaving in the way that they want to. It's kind of like, Hey, like you need to have K2 in order to be able mm. to digest D3. Mm. Right. Like if you don't have that, then it's not going to absorb as much or something, whatever. But, um, that was interesting. So the magnesium, I feel like something's connecting more with my mm. body since I've taken it, but also Josh, you have to remember, like when you're female, um, when you're not pregnant, you're going through a period cycle and it is just like, it's literally like this. Like I think one doctor, Patrick Flynn, I think um, I was listening to him on a podcast and he explained it perfectly that literally like you are dating four different women. <laughs> like they're, I, I swear to God. And like, this is like literally so true. I was listening to this with Taylor <laughs> and talking all about hormones and stuff. Cause like, it's like one week you're this, one week you're this, one week you're this, one week you're this. And it's like, it's literally so true because you're going through this like cycle, mm. right? And you're just having these different amounts of hormones. And so it's not that you can't control that. Usually with carnivore, I can kind of mitigate my mood changes a lot better. Mm. 
but it's still, it's like, you're, it's almost like you're a different person each week (laughs) as a woman. And so when you're pregnant though, I'm like a dude, I'm literally like this. Like I like scare, I scare Taylor sometimes because I don't react to things as much as I did. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like a steady, like, I I don't know what it is, but it's because Mm. I don't have those hormones going through. I just have the one hormone that's just literally like, I'm so fucking calm, Josh. Like, it's like, it's almost scary. Um, like Taylor's like, kind of like, what must be like a survival, some sort of survival thing. Like, no, it's it's the hormones. Yeah. Yeah. But just to make sure that you protecting your, your baby, I think at all costs, like you just got to be on alert, like just the same level, probably just all the time. And that's very interesting. That that really is interesting. Yeah. Um, So how on that note, how, I mean, what's the update in terms of how you, I know we're talking about how you feeling, um, like how, how's your stomach feeling? I mean, any updates on that side and. And you're still uh, eating and you're still eating the same. You're still eating pretty much carnivore after your carb binge in the mornings. Hey? You're still eating like carnivore. Yeah. So like carnivore after 12, like every single time I <laughs> There's eat There's the something. diet. Carnivore yeah, like it's after 12. After 12. Yeah. It's basically like protein based. Um, I have had, so it was really weird the other day. Like I really wanted a Caesar salad. Hmm. Like that was the weirdest. And I love anchovies and I love like, there's something about a Caesar salad that just feels very like, or I don't know, like wholesome. I have no, it, I, gonna... I just have no idea. Like it tastes almost like Italian. Like it's just very like, mm. well, I think it is Italian, but anyways, the point is, is that like, that was the weirdest thing. I think you're missing Europe. I, That's I've, I've just, you probably the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss the fact that you can eat a croissant there and not want to like die. And then you eat one here and you're like, Oh my God, like yeah. how many different things are pumped into this? Cause I phosphate on everything. But, um, the most interesting thing actually is that Taylor got COVID. Mm. Um, and if you know, so Taylor and I both have not had COVID ever like we've never had it in our lives and we didn't do anything crazy um like last weekend was our anniversary and we just went out to dinner and then we like went to the grocery store like we didn't do anything and he had like a fever and I was like oh that's weird like I was like I think we have like a COVID test somewhere in our house like from like Europe um like why don't you just like you know do that to be safe because what happens is if you're pregnant you don't want to have a fever. You don't want to get to the point where you have a fever because it can affect the fetus, right? Like if you have your body temperature that gets too high, that's why I can't go in a sauna, you know, like your body temperature can't get too high. So I had basically, he tested positive and I had to call my OB um, doctor and I said, Hey, like, just so you know, like we have an upcoming appointment on Thursday my husband just tested positive. I'm negative. Of course, that was the funniest part. I'm negative, <laughs> even though I have a, you know, compromised immune system. Mm. <laughs> um, and he told me basically what he would do is that he would um, prescribe me an antiviral. So an ivermectin, um, hydroxychloroquine, all the ones that are going to get flagged, I'm sure in this YouTube video, mm. but um, he would do that because I can't take antibiotics there's certain things um, I can't do and you want to prevent it from those drugs, those antivirals 
are going to prevent me from going into a full blown fever or mm-hmm. going into the worst side effects of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what he would do. And I was like, oh, cool. That makes sense. I was like, sweet. I'll finally get to like try an antiviral or whatever. Right. Like, cool. Um, but anyways, it's, I test myself every day just as like a protocol, because there's a very short window of time that you can ask your doctor to prescribe you an antiviral when you do test positive, because you have to be so preventative and, and take it so, so soon in the beginning that you get COVID in order for it to lessen the blow. Mm -hmm. But Taylor was in bed with a fever for three days. Okay. And this is like, that's like more than I think my mom and my sister who have even had it. And like, I think we chalk it down for Taylor is that this is also when the stock market is crashing, the crypto market is crashing, right? Which directly affects his business. You know, he has a cortisol spike, you know, he has stress going on. And then in walks, you know, his exposure at like the right time. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why he was affected by it so poorly and I was really surprised that he was affected like this much like it's kind of because you seem pretty surprised like that's kind of crazy three Mm. days down with a fever and body aches like that's kind of you know intense where Sean Baker has like the sniffles you know but but like you said like you said I mean you just said it it, it, I mean I know Taylor well and yeah he's busy I mean things have been fucking crazy in the crypto and stock market like it can be a confluence of so many different things that yeah it's probably your your immune system is just compromised and it's just going to find its way to sort of get at you when you are at your weakest and yeah that's how nature works you know it's it goes for the for people that are weak and not that i'm saying ted is weak i'm saying he was weak in that state but like yeah that's just what happens we we all this yeah we all go your through guard stages. is down right? Like your guard is down and then things. Yeah. I, I mean, in 2019, when I got really sick and I, like I said, I still don't entirely know what happened to me, but I, I, my, my body got sick, but I was sick way before that. Like in terms of issues with my family, a whole bunch of things were happening that I didn't see. And then it took me to get ill to really look back and be like whoa holy shit like actually a lot went ha- a lot went on and my body was just compromised and yeah, yeah i'm sure he's fine but it's it he you, is now you yeah. Get, yeah you can only get better you can only get stronger from that stuff and you can only you can only build up your immune system more and yeah i mean it's 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 crazy but isn't it weird though yeah. that us now like we're like Oh, you got sick. What's going on? Should we go to therapy? Like what, what's really, (laughs) I mean, though, it's kind of like my thought is that it's like, there's something else. Like when you're sick, it's like what you're saying. Like, it's not just point blank. Like I got exposed to a germ. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, like something may have been happening. Like what I, you know, the major stress from crypto Mm -hmm. and stock market crash and well, not crash, but well, pretty much there pretty much, pretty <laughs> um, much yeah. <laughs> but that's the crazy thing and like I've had a test every day I'm negative I feel great I'm still working out in the morning and everything and so he's kind of been like quarantined in the guest room oh. um but the thing is is like I don't know how long you test positive for because like he did a test and it was like six days later yesterday 
and he still tested positive. And I was oh, like, really? Oh, wow. Oh, my yeah. Word. So I don't know how long it's going to be because we also have our Dutch friend, Jan, of course. Um, yeah. He's coming out yeah. to visit Thursday nice. next week. So we're like, <laughs> okay, well, I know okay. you're not going to be sick by then, but like, yeah. uh, hopefully you're testing negative because we're going mm. to like a country concert we're like we're having a barbecue we're taking mm. him to like a country concert um like the full so american <laughs> yeah full american experience oh, <laughs> hopefully he likes country music i guess <laughs> um probably not but anyways so yeah so it's been like it just goes to show like people are so different like i have ze- literally josh i don't think like I feel like I'm probably knock on wood. I feel right now so good and so bulletproof, like mentally, like if someone even came up to me and gave me like very horrible news or like something that really stressed me out, I feel like I'd be able to like compartmentalize that because I need to, because I don't want to put stress on my baby, mm. which is like super weird, but it's like, I just, everything's just rolling off you know what I mean like I and maybe that's not super healthy I don't know but like I'm just not letting anything stress me out right now and that's kind of like my my mindset you know yeah I think I think I think like the the whole mother mentality just comes out of you eventually and it's just a different game it's it's crazy to think that you yeah you bring this new life into the world and like I think just a new level takes place. That's just what I believe happens. It's like this whole new transfiguration takes place and you probably gonna look back and be like, wow, like you're probably not gonna recognize the Nicole before the baby basically is what I'm saying. Even though you're still carnivore and whatnot, (sighs) you're probably gonna be like, fuck, that's crazy. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, Josh, I don't eat anywhere near as much steak as I did. Mm. and because I don't that means Taylor doesn't so he also thinks that he he's like I'm going back to like three steaks a day (laughs) I'm like yeah I can't afford that but okay but you know what I mean like so he also thinks the carnivore thing because this is the one time that he's also let his guard down Mm. in terms of diet and not eating as much beef Mm. um but I'm kind of having like I'm not gonna lie sometimes I'll eat half like I can't eat a full 10 ounce steak in one sitting yeah like it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Um, and like, I have to eat it with something like I want multiple things to eat at once. And like, there was this one day that I don't know if it was a steak or what, but like, I literally was like repulsed by it. Like <laughs> something in my brain was just like, like, it was just like, it was like the eggs. I was like, like, uh, and that's okay. I don't know. That's, that's completely yeah. okay. It's like, that's what I'm saying. That's clearly your body is just wanting something else and that's completely okay. I I was going to add that I went to this, um, I was part of the media team for this CrossFit competition in London. uh, I saw. Yeah, it was so much fun. Honestly, I I was in my element, but I ate like shit. (laughs) I I, I truly, truly ate like shit. I had, (laughs) so I was there for four days. It's probably the worst I've eaten in consecutive days for for a number of years i can honestly say that so like, was this like my memorial day that i had when i was, was telling it, you i think I, it was probably okay, okay. equivalent but i back taylor with, with what you're saying because i i arrived on the thursday um i got straight to work we were setting up and stuff and i that evening 
so I ate pretty much car like every day I ate carnivore. I was the reverse of you. I would eat carnivore from from morning until about six in the evening, and then I would have something weird after that, like a <laughs> like a pulled yeah. pork a pulled pork sandwich with they which they gave to us. Don't and, even say that. That sounds really good to me right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> so we had one of those. We had uh, like this gluten free bread and stuff like that. And I actually feel okay. Let me let me explain. So when I had this, when I had the shitty food, every time I had it, I felt like shit afterwards. Like, yeah, uh, shit, you know, my back started to hurt. I was feeling drowsy. I felt like I couldn't concentrate or whatnot. But th throughout the weekend, I, I reflected and I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm like, I actually, I, even though I felt like shit, and all I want to do is get back to the way I was eating. I'm proud that this diet is so sustainable that it allows me to to go off track like that. Because in the past, let me explain to you what Fat Josh would have done, or not even, this is like when I initially started losing weight and I was on this like fasting slash binge eating train. If I ate one like shitty meal, like a pulled pork sandwich on the Thursday, I would eat like shit from the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would just binge the yeah. whole weekend because I thought, Oh, well, I've eaten a sandwich now. I can... I've already opened the gate. Yeah. I'm going to continue this. That yeah, was I'm my, the same that was, that's yeah. exactly what I would do. This time, however, the next morning I woke up, I had hotel sausage, eggs, bacon. Uh, in, in the, for lunchtime, I had like a couple of burger patties. So even though I was having these like shitty evening meals, I, I was still keeping on a relatively balanced track. And I didn't binge, I didn't put on a ton of weight. So I was actually, I was weirdly proud of myself that I could do that. I mean, not everyone would understand, but somebody who's sort of dealt with like food addiction, mm -hmm. like it, it was a big, it was a big thing to look back and be like, wow, like I, I actually had all that shitty food, but I actually, I actually, I'm fine now. I can just go straight to back what I was, uh, straight to what I was doing. Yeah. So it was quite incredible to like, reflect on that you know um well that's well when i was telling you like i didn't go off the handles like i normally would and i don't know if that's because i'm pregnant and i don't want a big amount of anything and i don't crave sweets mm. luckily but that's kind of how i felt too because yeah like there would be carnivore things that i'm eating um but then there would be like gluten or other things kind of mm. like sprinkled in but not in excess you know mm. so which is again like you just said the food addiction thing. Like I was a binger. Like if I had one Oreo, I had to finish the whole pack in one sitting. Yeah. And then I'd probably throw it up. But like, yeah. You know. And I, and I, and I also I, I my hypothesis as well is it's it's the high protein breakfast and high protein lunch that mitigates the damage. Mm. So I'm it not necessarily okay. I'm not necessarily saying that I'm I'm more self disciplined than I was, but it's just almost impossible to over binge when you've just had a big fatty breakfast, a lunch with filled with yeah. beef. And even though it's like McDonald's patties or whatever, it's still a lot of protein and fat. So that evening, that evening sort of like indulgence of bread was just like a, a treat, you know, it was just like, okay, I've had it, but I'm full now. There's no ways I can have more. Whereas like yeah. you said, when you go on those binge weekends where you're waking up for breakfast and you're having croissants, then you're in trouble. If you start doing that, you just go on a on another tangent because then you're having pizzas and for lunch and then you're having yeah. sodas and then it just gets 
That's actually really funny that we had those experiences almost back to back and kind of realized mm. the same thing because mm. I think that we had different experiences with food addiction. Um, but it's it's very similar because you kind of just go off the rails and you're like, oh, well, I'm off it right now. So mm. I'm going to continue to eat like shit and like eat as much as I can because your brain. So it must mean that we're, I think also like you're healing. Yeah. We're healing. It's like a you drug. Know, Honestly, it's a drug. Like it, yeah. the only difference between, I mean, it, 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 there's no difference between what food addiction is and like what cocaine addiction is. Yeah. Or drug Honestly, there's no difference because just instead of, it just depends what your addiction is, you know, whether it's porn or whatever. But for us, I agree with you. It, it's like, ooh, it's like once that Oreo packet's open, oh man, like fuck, just give me all of that. And it is, it's it's horrifying to think about it, it but is. it is an addiction. It is literally an addiction. And it's, like you said, I, I, that was the best way to put it. It shows that there, some deep healing has taken place going for a couple of years or months, especially going strict mm -hmm. carnivore because it forces you as you've, as we've spoken about many times before, it forces you to deal with your problems head on instead of stuffing your yeah. face full with, with, uh, the comfort food, which is what I've, what I've been used to my whole life. You know, I've been used to when I was sad, when I was a kid, I'd go to McDonald's, have a happy meal. <laughs> like, yeah. Happy. Wait, that's like a, literally, that's a double. Like you're like, <laughs> I would have a happy meal to make me not wait. I yeah. just want to say one thing. Cause it is so true from like the people I've talked to, like when you do eat carnivore or meat based and that's like how you eat, it like forces you to have this, um, self-awareness mm -hmm. to then look inward. Like you, you're, it's kind of like your brain is firing on all cylinders so it wants to do some housework. It wants to look inward and be like, okay, well, you know, what else on the list can we fix? Okay. You have these toxic relationships going on. You know, you have some mm -hmm. things going on that you need to deal with because, you know, you react a certain way. Um, it's just, it really just forces you to look inward, which is just mm -hmm. so it, it, that is, I think the best benefit that I have gotten from carnivore. There's been so many things, but the best benefit by far has been the being able to look inward and like have my brain function in like a normal way. So I can actually do that. Yeah. I, Cause I, I told I, you I was yeah. dumb on the gluten. Like I was <laughs> dumb. Like literally like I still was thinking about that. Like we talked about this last yeah. time. Like yeah. I was not smart. Like, cause I ate gluten. I was like, it's, <laughs> like, it's terrible. Wait, it's yeah. terrible. I felt honestly, I, I, as soon as I ate the food, it's, and like what Taylor was saying, it's not a case now of being obsessive about it. It's not a case of, there's a difference between, between obsession and self-knowledge. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me see where I'm going with this, but obsession in the past, uh, when I'd initially just lost all my weight, obsession would be, oh, I've had that, I've had a little bit of gluten. Oh my fuck. Like now I'm off the rails. It's just, uh, we may as well just go where's self-knowledge now is listening to your body and actually realizing, Hey, I actually do feel like shit. I, my joints are sore. It's actually just not even worth it. It's like, it's not even, that's where I'm at now. It's like, it's not even worth it to eat like shit now because I just mm -hmm. don't like feeling like shit. It's not even a case of being obsessive. Like people, I think that's the biggest misinterpretation people have sometimes about me is they think it's a, it's a form of obsessiveness, this, this sort of diet. And it's actually really not. It's actually 
a form of self-respect and and i just don't enjoy feeling like absolute garbage it's just that simple believe me if if i could eat a, i love variety if i could eat a ton of different food and bread at night i would love to do that but it just doesn't work for me it really yeah. just doesn't work i hate to say it it doesn't work and anybody who's listening who has any doubts like that's the biggest thing it can give you is it can give you the benefit of self-knowledge and just feeling yeah. good about yourself wait i actually love that josh the because there is like this whole thing this like anti-movement against like diet culture mm. um and again like there's a difference between eating super nutrient dense foods right that you know sustain you and and help you know solve health issues and and bring you back to who you are mm -hmm. versus restricting calories doing cardio 20 times a day and trying to become thin mm. right and like that's it, it depends what your goal is right like mm. what you're lo you're looking to do so there are some really toxic diet culture stuff out there right like i agree yeah. but what you were saying is so important because like we're at the point where it's not about being thin. <laughs> it's not about, you know, like how I look. It's more like, hey, I feel good. And I recognize, like you're saying, the self-awareness to be like, I, I feel good this way. And you know what? If I'm going to put poison in my body, right, then that means that I don't respect myself, mm. right? Like you, you feel bad about yourself. You feel a certain way that you're going to like poison your body or do that. So it is the the self-respect, which is, I haven't heard that, mm -hmm. but that is like spot on, like what <laughs> this is about. This is about yeah. self-respect. It's not about being thin. <laughs> and, and you made me, you made me think there because it, if somebody saw the way I do eat, it, it's the opposite of a fucking diet. It, yeah. I like it's not restrictive at all. It's <laughs> a load of food. Anybody who knows, like I eat a lot of food for my size. And it's because I train a lot and I like feeling good. So there's no, it's restrictive, but it's not. It's restrictive in the sense where, yes, I only eat mainly animal-based products, but the, 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 the amount is not restrictive. So here's the thing. Carnivore is narrow, but non-restrictive. Yeah. That's so a it's good a narrow, it. narrow categories but it's not restrictive. It's probably like the least most restrictive yeah. thing. People are like, oh my God, like how many calories are you a day? And I'm like, mm. wait, we're going back to calories. I was like, I just need to tell I'm full. But also mm. like one thing I will say, Josh, is that I still, I haven't gained any weight since my last thing, since we spoke. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I've only gained eight pounds during my pregnancy, mm. which again is normal. I have like literally 25 pounds in total to gain. So I'm like, I'm not worried, but mm. um. I think too, like some people gain so much weight so early because they're kind of giving in to all these different indulgences, you know, and like being mm. like, oh, I'm pregnant. Like I can eat whatever the hell I want. Like this is the time I'm going to go crazy. The gates open. Mm. And exactly. for me, like, exactly. I'm like not really like feeling that because mm. when I have done that, I feel so bad. And like, and then I just, I feel bad because I'm like, dude, there's a human inside me. That's like mm. getting glyphosate from like eating something shitty, you know? Mm. And like, I just wanted to touch on this, but we talked about how if you read enough pregnancy books, right? Like they'll start contradicting each other or mm. is it like, hey, why is it okay to drink Diet Coke that has like aspartame in it, but it's not okay to drink raw milk? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just, mm. there's so many hypocrisies going on with the pregnancy world. It just, it's kind of crazy. I'm at the point where I'm like, hey, you know what? 
I want to drink raw milk because of all the nutrients. Okay. Mm. Like I, I'm going to do this. I made the decision to do it. And like, you know, but like, it's, but again, I'm the bad guy, but all the people that are eating tons of sugar, tons of, you know, wheat that's in glyphosate, all like the gluten and everything and all the, you know, harsh chemicals on nails, hair, Mm. you know, skin, whatever. It's like, but I'm the bad person because I want nutrients from something that we've drank Mm. since the beginning of humans, you know? Do you think, I mean, before we wrap up, do you think uh, you will, during your pregnancy, do you think you'll ever go back to like, how long do you think the stage will last? Will it be your whole pregnancy or do you think you will go back to like full carnivore or ish before you're pregnant? Do, or do you think it's going to um, be like this most of the time? Just, so I'm just always, curious. So here's the thing. I'll always eat organic. Um, like I'll always eat the less pesticide route. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm very conscious about voting with my mouth, right? Mm. Like even if I'm going to eat something, it's going to be very clear that this is organic. This was like a trusted brand. Like, do you know what I mean? Even if it is carbs, right? Mm. I mean, rice, you can only say so much. I've kind of veered away from rice, as I mentioned to you, where it's now like toast with like locks on it and stuff. <laughs> so rice is kind of like <laughs> on the back burner taking for now. A, taking a back seat. <laughs> but like the thing is, is that I think I'm really close to transitioning back. Okay. Right. So I think like I'm really close, but I will tell you like, even if it is because carbs to me, like they, they translate to sugar. Hmm. Like I literally, like, this is so weird, but I literally can see like different deposits of cellulite appearing on my legs from eating these fucking carbs. Like I swear to God. And, um, just because they turn in, they process into sugar. Right. Hmm. Like, and I just don't like that, but I think I'm really close because I've had the, um, situation with like the sausage in the morning i think i'm on the brink of being able to go back to where i'm fully carnivore and if there is a treat or something in that you know where like it's there is carbs involved or something you know um i'll go the route of it being organic and a trusted brand and something that i'm not scared to put in my body like but again i just i hope it ends soon because I think I'm getting burnt out on toast and locks, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's 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 hard to it's I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. It's hard to go back to the way it's like one of the one of the biggest concerns I had, or one of the biggest questions I had when I started Carnivore was I was like, is this sustainable? Like can I really do this? It is. Or, and it really Sorry. is. It's like, yeah. no, I know. I'm saying that was my biggest question because yeah. now I can't. And, and of course I adapt. Like, I mean, now I like the, uh, for dinner, I had steak, some burgers and I had some gherkins, um, pickles. I don't know what that is. Pickles. Oh, <laughs> like, we call, the, we call the them gherkins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Pickles. So I had some pickles. Um, and I enjoyed it. It was nice, but it's it's not the it's not the main meal. It's just to have something crunchy with my meats because. But it, like you said, it, it is so sustainable, and it's like the carbs are not the main dish anymore. It's it's the complete opposite. You know, if I am yeah. gonna have carbs, it's like dessert or a side thing or whatever. But it's certainly never ever ever. I I, I don't think for the rest of my life I can happily say 
that with the way I'm eating now is like doable for the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever go back to eating. Yeah. It's it's like protein based eating. It's like even it's when I'm eating carbs, I literally have to eat it with locks, or yeah. else I feel like I'm just eating something with literally no nutritional value. And you don't get full. You, know I mean? you just don't get full. Yeah. Like my friend gave me some sourdough bread a couple of weekends ago. I said to her, I could have eaten maybe that whole loaf. I was like, if yeah. I don't have protein with it, I will eat that whole loaf because it's, it it's literally like, fill, it won't fill me. It's worthless. Like it's literally like to me like that's the whole thing is like. I'm trying to be like, okay, I'm going to eat this for breakfast. Or like, I have some crackers to like, you know, help my stomach. That's why I don't like the crackers is because mm. I'm not putting locks on cracker. Oh my God. That sounds really gross. It was sorry. That sounds really gross putting locks on crackers. But <laughs> all I'm saying is that like, I'm just trying, even if I do have to eat carbs, I'm trying to make sure that I'm eating it with protein or else it's yeah. kind of like, yeah why are you doing like exactly. i'm like what is the point of eating this so i can go straight to my ass like mm. and just turn into sugar like mm. um i'm really upset about that cellulite <laughs> like really upset it'll go it'll go <laughs> no i know but um one more thing i want to tell you so um the freakiest part i think about pregnancy is not actually giving birth mm. i think it's actually postpartum because your normal cycle like the four personalities i was telling you about that you have per month Mm -hmm. like those hormones and everything come back. And so that's why people have a very rough um, postpartum, like you hear about postpartum depression and, mm -hmm. and like, it can get pretty serious. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you just have to make sure that's the time that I have to make sure to eat a lot of red meat, mm -hmm. so that I'm getting all the nutrients. And I'm very carnivore at that time, because carnivore has helped mitigate me um, those four personalities and, yeah. you know, my hormones when I'm not pregnant. So that's, I mean, I'm very interested in that because hopefully one day they would have studies with people that have been a carnivore and because a lot of the studies and a lot of the people that say this stuff are on shitty diets anyway. So it's like, how can I believe what they're saying? You know, it's like, it'd be very interesting to see what the effects of carnivore is on, on pregnant women and how they feel afterwards and how quickly they get their vitality back or whatever. It's, yeah. it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see stuff like that in the future. Well, that's I if think... Bill Gates doesn't take over and we start eating, <laughs> eating bugs and... Yeah, yeah but... <laughs> but I will say, like, how amazingly even keel I feel right now. Like, I already know it's going to be a bit of a bummer to not have this feeling. And so, like, now I kind of am like, now I can understand because I didn't really understand the postpartum mm. like on an actual level where it's like, oh, you enjoyed the pregnancy, like the feeling of being pregnant so much that now you're sad because you're not pregnant and the baby's here. It's just a very different feeling. Mm -hmm. But now I think of it more scientifically that, oh, your hormones are like, oh, yeah, I'm cruising. Like, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like a dude, you know, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, like you have the baby and all these hormones come back and you're it's it just it's just like overload. It's overload and you're just like, okay, like I felt one way for nine months and now it's just changed. Yeah. So it's now I understand like scientifically why people have the postpartum mm -hmm. and I've listened to some people and they say, just eat as much steak as you can and get as much vitamins as you can. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll just stick to carnivore and you'll be fine. You, yeah. you'll, uh, carnivore it, solves it, most yeah. problems, it, but it, it will, I just, it, I just don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. <laughs> but um yeah well cool. cool anything else you want to throw in there josh no this is super super fun and and um yeah i think there was a lot there was a lot in it but 
um, it, it tied up really nicely and I was, I'm really happy to, to see how the magnesium and stuff has helped you certainly. And, um, I think that, I think that's really, really interesting, especially the, the ending part about how we've just touched on the food addiction. And I mean, that's obviously close to our hearts, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it was really cool. And on your side, any, anything to wrap up with? No, I would just say like, if you do ever feel depressed or have seasonal, um, depression, I wish I knew about magnesium Mm. sooner. Mm. So maybe it's a good time to take it during winter, especially Mm. and kind of up your magnesium supplement intake. Um, and I'll have to link the study below. What (laughs) what brand, what brand are you taking by the way, before we finish? Do you know, do you remember? Uh, It's called bliss. It's like made for females, but it's not, it's just magnesium. And it's it's pure, it's pure glycinates. Is it always okay? Cool. Yeah, it is. And I can link it, but, um, I did (laughs) one last thing. (laughs) I got your magnesium spray and I had a super tough like so Josh sprays magnesium like on his legs yeah. and stuff so he has like, a better burn, recovery did it okay you? no 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 just listen <laughs> yeah. so I put it on after a workout and then Taylor was like oh let's go to like the cafe down the street or whatever um so you can like get like I wanted like fresh orange juice like mm-hmm. actual like fresh pressed orange juice and they're the only place that has it and I was like oh okay cool and so I'm walking he goes oh my god what's wrong with your legs and I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, they're like bright. They're like white. He's like, did you get like chalk all over them or something? And I'm like, what are you oh, talking it's about? The, and I, yes, it's I the... looked down and it's just like all this white stuff on me. And then I also hadn't shaved my legs. And so it was like, just like, it was just like this layer of like, just, I looked like I had like a disease on my oh, legs no. or something, but I was totally laughing or like I walked through like a cocaine plant or something. Yes. I don't know. Cause it does, it, it does that. It, it leaves, if powder. you put on, it leaves it like a powderish. Yeah. And okay. I put on too much too. Mm. So I kind of like spray, I went kind of crazy. Cause I was like, Ooh, I was so sore last time with this workout. Like, let yeah. me spray all over. And yeah. I was laughing cause I'm like walking around with like, like powder all over my legs, just like looking super weird. And like, oh so many people out and about and like you say hi to people anyway but um yeah so if you get the magnesium spray make sure you don't you go walking it. around afterwards no I've, I've learned you have to have it uh, you have to put it on like preferably after you've showered in the evening because when you're not going to go out or do anything that's oh, when it's the best so you like time. sleep in it yeah yeah okay i'm gonna do that tonight because yeah. i definitely like i'm still doing my weightlifting josh and like I don't know why, but like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm like limping around. Like I got something on my butt. Like I swear to God, like I'm like walking around. Okay. Hmm. Well, awesome. Well, thanks everyone. Make sure to like, and subscribe to our channel, leave comments, questions, anything. Josh isn't spilling his water all over himself. Episode 17. We out. Yeah.